Hello everyone and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. Now what you're about to listen to is the very first episode of Creative Psychopaths and while I'm very, very proud of it, it's a bit of a mess and I don't want you to think if this is the first episode that you've listened to that this is the state of things to come because we have got better and improved and there is now a co-host and I really, really hope that if you enjoy this, you try some of the other things. Um, apart from that, you know, take it away, Mark, from the past. Hello, everyone. This is Mark, uh, host of the Creative Psychopaths podcast. Um, I'm just here at the top of the show just to say thank you, number one, for tuning into episode one, um, but also just to apologize for a couple of things. Um, number one, the intro to this is a little bit of a shambles, um, but once we get into the show, it's okay. Um and also, somewhere towards the end with the editing, I really lost it. And we didn't get to say goodbye to Gordon, who was an excellent guest. Um, so I'm going to say big thank you to him right here. And um, on with the show. Okay, everyone. Welcome to Creative Psychopath Podcast. Um, this is the first episode, and we're here today with Gordon. And we're going to be talking to him a little bit about his um, history with horror movies, and uh, then we're also going to talk about the new Scream film. So, Scream Five, Scream Twenty Twenty Two, Scream Reboot, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that's what we're going to be chatting about. So, first things first, let's get into your horror history. So, yeah, if you want to, um, let's start with where, what horror movie can you can you remember first seeing? horror movie I can remember for seeing is is a clip I have, I have this in my head I was at a cousin's house and he was older which made him much cooler than me so I went up to his bedroom because uh, we got there and I was like I'm going to go up, I'm going to see him go up, go into his room and he's watching and I don't know what one it was but it was one of the child's play movies and I just remember seeing this manic doll and absolutely filling my pants with fear i was so scared of this thing i saw like 20 seconds of it or something and i was like no no terrified and that's like one of my earliest memories of horror but it obviously didn't put me off because i just as soon as i could watch scary stuff well not even that i mean i kind of started with cartoons like you know how like you always got cartoons and they always did like a Halloween special. Like I was, I was always so into that and I was so into Halloween stuff and it kind of just, and then I remember being in my early teens and channel four showing a lot of horror stuff late on a Friday night and would do my best to catch as much of that as I could. And I'm sure that's where I saw evil dead for the first time. And that was just like, as soon as I saw all this really weird stuff and it was so bizarre and schlocky and gory but like Bruce Campbell was just the coolest guy he still is and it was just I was just in love with it then and then I saw a lot of stuff um on BBC2 like they showed some of the, ha- the Hammer stuff and I, and it kind of just all grew from there I suppose but I think, honestly, around the time when I was a teenager was when so much horror from the 70s and 80s was being re-shown on TV that I was just in it. 
I was in just a golden age of staying up late on a Friday night and watching all this horror. Like, I remember seeing, um, yeah, Evil Dead, and I saw Dawn of the Dead on, I think that was BBC one night, and it was just so much good stuff going on. And then something that really kick-started being properly afraid while watching horror, and it really affecting me in bed that night, was, I don't know if you remember this, but BBC One did a spoof documentary called Ghost Watch. Yes, I do recall. Yeah. Yeah, so it was Pipes the Ghost. Craig Charles was like the in on in the field presenter and Jeremy uh, not Jeremy, um Parkey was back in the in the studio and Pipes the Ghost was messing with these kids and they would show like clips of somebody like hiding behind a curtain and they would show or oh, replay them. that just oh my god, to this day that gives me chills. Like that really affected me. And I think just that kind of it was it, looking back at it, it was ridiculous. And it was silly and it was over the top. But oh my god, did that have an effect? Like I just, I loved that. I really got into so much horror in that time through. It was like gory, soaked Sam Raimi stuff, or um, kind of more that uh, pipes the ghost kind of supernatural stuff. And then when I was twelve, uh, yeah, twelve was when Scream came out. Uh, Scream the original. So that was that was almost like a, a whole shot of adrenaline to the horror yes. genre yeah um well i'm gonna talk a little bit about the actual screen when we get to the to the uh, to the movie but yeah that was um that gave horror the shot in the arm it needed um and from there we got some amazing films um and i mean you you could suggest that as per usual hollywood itself lost the message somewhere down the line and you know, it started getting yeah. bad again, but yeah. that's what happens with these things. But um, it sounds like you had a really like <laughs> sort of long history w- with horror. And um, going back to what you were saying about the um, ghost watch, it just um, it just adds says to me what horror is all about, and it's a lot of adding more imagination to it than actually what you're getting, and it's those things that give you the scares. Absolutely, yeah. It's the it's the it's the tell don't show kind of thing like they never really showed anything and and pipes himself when he was behind a curtain was just a guy in a sheet it was ludicrous but oh the my little brain was like oh oh no that's a ghost we're all doomed and it's uh it, it's curious that you saw some of chucky can you remember how old you were when you saw a little bit of chucky oh um it, i couldn't have been i don't think i could have been much into double figures like i was i was way too small to see any of that and I remember seeing clips of arachnophobia when I was way too young. And to this day, that's what I blame on my actual arachnophobia now. <laughs> yeah, um, arachnophobia is one one of my, I probably put one of my top scary films because I, you know, I genuinely, genuinely have a spider fear. So, you know, yeah. but it's that, that's the thing though, isn't it? It's that primal, um, ooh, primal instinct. I say, is it an instinct? Something like, along those lines. <laughs> um, but yeah, and... Um, so it would you say going back that Evil Dead was probably the first one you saw in full, maybe? Uh um it's certainly one you've got a good recollection for. Yeah, I really have a strong memory of that. And I, I think um I think that's probably among one of the first horror films I remember seeing all the way through. But then yeah, like I said, after Scream and because I was like when Scream came out I was about twelve, so when it came out on VHS I was maybe thirteen or so. 
and that was just there was so much kind of teen horror hitting around then as well i mean obviously horror has kind of historically been very teen centric um with like nightmare on elm street and uh or even evil dead they're supposed to be teenagers when they go to the cabin and um friday the 13th of course that i have really strong memories of seeing one of the friday the 13th I can't again. I can't remember what one. It definitely wasn't the first one because he had a mask, so it must have been post three. Um, but it was. I, I I seem to remember there being like when I hit that kind of sweet spot in the teenage time where I could get VHS tapes from our local shop. We, uh, my sister and I, would get like we got Scream, we got The Craft, which is just a, such a great movie. It's oh so good, so fun. Um, just um like. Final Destination was a bit later, but it was all that kind of stuff that was coming. Yeah, um, I gave you a thumbs up there, which was wonderful for our um, our audio <laughs> medium. I gave you a wonderful <laughs> thumbs up for the craft there. For everyone that can I didn't see want it. to interrupt you while you were talking, but the craft is one of my favourites. Unfortunately, oh, unfortunately, oh, the recent sequel great. was quite poor. I I didn't watch it yet. I, I do think I kind of want to see it just because just because probably but I, I i can't i don't think i've got any hopes up no um well david duchovny's in it and it's quite good to see him doing his thing um so i've got other questions that i've asked you um so the first time you were really scared so uh you say favorite horror movie in franchise so I, is it scream favorite horror movie is halloween right okay favorite franchise now this is where it gets tricky for me because franchise, I think, is probably Scream. Now, that's probably because it's a, the first movie is just tip-top. It's so good. Um, two and three definitely dip. Um, I, I really quite like four. I have a real soft spot for four. And as much as two and three dip, I don't think that at any point any of the movies crash abysmally. For example, Friday the 13th. I love the Friday the 13th movies. Are they good movies? Not particularly. Most of them are are pretty, pretty schlocky, pretty, pretty. I don't want to say bad, but they're over the top. They're silly. Whereas has maintained quite a serious, quite a grounded. I mean, as grounded as horror can get. Tone, and it's. I really enjoy the Scream franchise as a whole. Watching Sydney's story like right through, I think it's a solid, really solid franchise. I don't think many horror films that have multiple sequels can say that all of their sequels are good if not better like you, you know like i don't think any i don't think any of them touch the first one I think the sequels are they all remain either good or better than good. yeah i mean it doesn't have to it doesn't necessarily matter either whether the films are great it's just whether you like them or not i mean oh no absolutely i mean i think yeah i think but i think that's where my my uh, struggle is where i'm trying to think of films that are good that i would recommend because I don't think you could really recommend Jason Takes Manhattan to someone unless they probably have seen the rest and have found joy in the others. Yes, yeah, um, that um, that's very but, true. And you know, those movies post six are quite silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'm a I'm a Friday guy. I really love the Friday the Thirteenth. So, I absolutely love them. Yeah. Uh, apart from nine, I really I don't have any time for nine. <laughs> I have a real soft spot for um, Freddy vs. Jason. Yes, me too. Yeah, it's actually okay. I think it's okay. 
I think it's alright. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fine. It's quite a lot of fun, and it's yeah. I, I think it's really funny that they wanted to use Jay and Silent Bob for it, and they wouldn't let them, so they just made a guy Jay. They, <laughs> they made Jay and Silent Bob basically. Yeah, it's like yeah, we'll just put them in anyway. It's like yeah, good. Yeah. Which is a shame because he's actually quite a good character. Yes. Yeah. No. That those those movies are good. Right. Okay. So, um, what we'll do is we'll get into the we'll get into Scream now. Right. Okay. So, um, it's time now. I think to get into Scream. Uh, Scream Five or Scream Twenty Twenty Two, whatever it is you want to call it. Um. So, Scream 5 is, um, I'd say, it's a tricky one where it's definitely a sequel to Scream 4, but you could also say it was a direct sequel to the original Scream. Um, yep. So, and obviously the original Scream is was 1996, um, directed by Wes Craven and written by Dawson's Creek's own Kevin Williamson. Um, Such a great resume of like Dawson's Creek scream it's so great um so and then obviously I'm not gonna I'm unwilling to calculate how many years it is so uh, here we are with scream (laughs) five um so what I'm gonna try and do is break the plot down a little bit from what I can remember because I only saw it last night um here we go let's try um I am going to, for anybody listening, I am going to spoil some things, um, but when we actually get to the killers, I will tell you that that's going to happen. So uh, we start with it. We start with uh, the inside of a house, and we we're in- introduced to a character named Tara. Um, she is texting and making something, I believe. Um, when the landline rings. Um, I quite enjoy here that when the landline rings, she just hangs it up straight away. Absolutely, that is that is very like. No, I'm not dealing with that. Like, but also, who has a landline? Um, so I, I quite enjoyed that. Especially that would be my reaction. In fact, I wouldn't even. I do the old British thing of shout at the phone. Who's ringing at this time of day? <laughs> even in the afternoon. Um, so. I've, <laughs> So Tara gets a phone call and um, the person on the phone suggests that they know her mother. Um, it's obviously the scream voice, but at this point he's not doing the um, sorry ghost face voice. He's not doing full on. Um, and then slowly over time, it obviously starts to deteriorate. And the questions that he asks here, do you like scary movies questions are about the movie Stab? which is based on the original events of Scream. So we know, based on the others, that at some point Scream went meta on top of its meta. Um, So what I did like here is... um, Oh, what I have missed is that the the reason he's getting her to play along is because he is showing video of her friend and he is outside her window. Um, so what I did like here is while she's answering the questions, she Googles some of the answers, which I think is was a really good inclusion. You know, the difference between 96 and now. So I really yep. enjoyed having the answers Googled. Um, and then, of course, she gets the final one wrong. 
Um, There is quite an intense sequence of the killer getting into the house um, and whether he's there or not. And she is attacked. Um, And I would say, I don't remember Scream 4 quite as, as well, but this was more violent than I was expecting. Um, definitely that first attack yeah, was it was much brutal. more violent than I than I remember that like I recall most screams being a couple of stabs and, it, and it's over but this one was um, there are stabs broken legs and a stab through the hand so after this um, we are then introduced to the main characters who are Sam Carpenter and her boyfriend Richie. We immediately we immediately get that Sam is the sister of Tara, who we just who we just met, um, and it turns out that Tara is still alive. Um, based on what I just said to you, though, it that seems highly unlikely. Um, it, it, it feels it feels, it feels very yeah. unlikely, and I will say that later when they actually get to her in the in hospital she doesn't look like she's been stabbed um <laughs> multiple multiple times yeah if anything she looks upbeat <laughs> she's sunny disposition um it's, it's a strange one I, I really like the fact that the this is the first time that the the first girl to be attacked survives that was a nice that's a nice little twist on the, the straight off the bat going straight into it the first person survives. That's a nice little twist. I like that. It's it's shocking. It, 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 it it's it's sort of because I remember I remember having just watched it yesterday, and as soon as they went, oh, she's alive. I was like, oh, she's alive. I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was interesting that they gave us that twist or turn straight away, whatever you want to call it. Um, so after this, we are then. Sorry, my dog. After this, we are then uh, introduced <laughs> to the main friend group. So we have Amber, who seems a bit uptight. We have twin. I think I think they're twins, Mindy and Chad. Yeah, the twins. Yeah, the twins. Yeah, who are easily the favourite two of the of the characters. I think. Without a doubt, without a doubt, absolutely my favourite character. Yes, I very much enjoyed Chad wanting to introduce someone to Hobbs and Shaw. I, really, <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed that. Um, I, and I think actually that person was oh a, a character called Vince. That's who he's talking about. So there's another character in yeah, the background yeah. called Vince who uh, we later learn on is Stu's nephew, Stu from the original film. Yeah. Um, in the friend group we've also got Wes Hicks who is um, son of the sheriff yeah deputy deputy Judy from Scream 4 reprising her role as sheriff which was nice yes I, I enjoyed that I enjoyed seeing I enjoyed seeing them um, move the characters forward it's actually quite quite good as far as these characters yeah. are concerned but because they do bring them back having evolved further along as people um, yeah. So it's nice that you get a sort of real feel that this is, you know, a real town and a real place. Um, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, and Liv, who is Chad's girlfriend, and has had a bit of a summer affair with Vince, who was the guy who was Stu's nephew. Yeah, Liv was kind of forgettable. 
very forgettable. Uh, I think later on in the film, she's a little bit more. Um... I. That is true. She does. She does show up a wee bit more, but yeah, big, to begin with, she's just a bit there. Just... To be fair, all the friends are, are outshone by Mindy and Chad. Truth. That is very true. Now I have a question. When we're introduced to this friend group, they're sitting on a table. Now, high school. Is that supposed to be a high school? Because they seem quite old. And but I'm is it Tara, the girl that gets attacked at the start? I'm not sure actually. She seems really young, and it's just like it's just a bit of a juxtaposition of like who, what ages are you guys? Yeah, I'm not sure actually. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, I just yeah, ass- I assumed sorry. they were high schoolers. I must admit. Yeah, because when Vince shows up and this live had a summer fling with him the year before he's like got a moustache drives a car has tattoos it's like this guy's a fully grown adult he's probably done time look at the guy and then lives in in high school it's like well, you, no wonder he's done time he's hanging out with high school girls they are they are later on in the movie playing pool in a bar as well that's true yeah so but tara seems so young i genuinely don't know perhaps what perhaps it was just a mixed friends group it was just a different yeah, ages yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I was just very confused by that. It was just because I think like Scream the original was so, it was really high school centric. There was moments in the school. Uh, the Fonz was the principal. You know, there was real high school moments. Whereas this one was here as a friend group. It's like, but how, how are you friends? Because she's like thirty. <laughs> yeah. I think I think you're right. I, the, the only thing I can think there practically is that because I was actually looking at the cast list and it's quite a small cast and I think that based on COVID restrictions and things like that, it was just they couldn't show big groups of like school people. So I think that's what that's happened there. We missed really a lot of that actually. school stuff, um, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't have cleared that up. Mm. Uh, so after that, we go to the hospital and like I said, Tara seems okay. Um, and here we get, um, we get the reveal that Sam is, um, the daughter of Billy Loomis. Um, and it yeah. turns out that she is taking antipsychotic drugs because I guess since she found out she's been seeing him. Um, unfortunately later on in the movie, they lose track a bit of that a bit and it starts being... Perhaps he's a ghost, and and I feel, <laughs> I feel that I feel that they had a great idea in that she was struggling yeah. obviously with some sort of, like I say, anti anti psychotic thing, and she was, you know, she was struggling with her identity. But then later on, it turns into something else. So it was it was very it was very weird. I actually have a, a point to make on that at the, for the end of the movie. I'll come back Crack to it. through this. So uh, it turns out that, yeah, like, say, Liv and Vince had a summer fling and Vince is killed, the first death. Um, he, they play that song from the film that I haven't written down and I can't remember what it's called. Um, a Red Right Hand by Nick Cave. There you go. Uh, and, of course, he is killed and he's the first person to actually die in this film. Um, and after that, Sam and Richie... Uh, go find Dewey, who is reluctant to help. Um, I did enjoy seeing Tatum's urn in. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice, nice touch. touch. And after that, Dewey rings uh, Nev Campbell, 
who I must say looks fantastic. Doesn't she though? She looks really great. Um, and they have a they have a, a reasonably good conversation about the fact that he doesn't want her to go there. Uh, and then he texts. Absolutely logical stuff. Um, I was all for that. Just like, don't come here. She's like, I'm not going to. It's like, yep, yeah, good, good, good. That is the that is the reasonable logical. It is thing nice to, to see that in a horror film, and it, it, I think that's a good thing about Scream is that they do try to twist these things on their head and say, you know, yeah. look, here's our people yeah. who understand that horrors exist in their world. So let's not do stupid things, uh, which is good. And then of course he texts uh, Gail, um, which again comes up later. So then we get a meeting with all the friends, which is a delight. Again, the friends, like I say, the friends group in this is good. Um, and we are introduced to the concept of a requel. Yeah. And and of course, sorry, this is where we find out that the twins are also Randy's niece and nephew. Um, and then Mindy, like I say, she gives everyone, feeds everyone the information about a requel, which I must admit, all I've written down, the only thing I really remembered she said was a requel, which was really a sequel, but introducing legacy characters as well, so... I, f- I feel like Scream was not not poking fun at all, but I think Scream was kind of um, right off the back of Halloween 2018. That I think that's a requel. It's the first time I've heard the term. And then, you yeah, know, Screamer saying, oh, well, this is now a requel. It's like, so... But do we now discount two, three, and four because that's what Halloween did? Like, so are we? Oh God, <laughs> so many questions. So that's why I said at the top, it's either a sequel to it, absolutely, definitely yeah. a sequel to Scream Four because they don't discount it. Um, yep. But yep. then directly, um, it's a sequel to Scream, so it is a bit, it's a bit of an odd one. one. It's yeah. an odd one. Yeah. Um, they have a delightful conversation about who's suspect, and of course everybody is suspect. Um, and then I think we move on to um, the sheriff and Wes die. Um, the sheriff, um, as much you know, as much it, I sort of almost felt like a Wes was only introduced as a character so they could have the character of Wes. Um, and you no, know, it was a bit like they just wanted to add some extra extra deaths in, which was fine because we are watching a horror film. Yeah. Mm. Um, and but the only thing that really annoyed me about it is while because the sheriff dies on the doorstep and we know that Ghostface is knocking around, um, there's a lot of yep. fake jump scares, too many fake jump scares. Um, you know, like doors open and. Or doors, yeah, doors open and potentially when they open it, he's there. Which of course he's not. He he's not. I think it might even be three times. And yeah, I think it is. Yeah, there's like a fridge, there's a cupboard, and then there's the front door, or maybe, or maybe not the front door, but also a door. Yeah, do, does a lot of shot blocking, and then oh, he's gonna close it. Is there somebody there? No one there. I kind of liked it because I feel like they were again kind of playing with that trope. They it very nearly overstayed its I welcome. I guess I think that was what it was for me. It just just overstayed its welcome. Fair, absolutely fair. Third yeah. occasion, and then of course Wes dies with a knife through his throat, which is again pretty brutal. In fact, both de- really both brutal. deaths are quite brutal. There's one thing I noticed about this was that they really upped the um, sort of brutality of Ghostface. But I guess no, I won't say that. Um, 
<laughs> so then uh, there is an attack uh, on Tara at a hospital. Uh, in, and Sam and Richie come to the rescue as well as Dewey. And they shoot Ghostface. Um, and for all the, for all intents and purposes, he's down. But of course, Dewey goes back for the headshot. And unfortunately, we lose one of our legacy characters here. Oh, poor one out for Dewey. That was a sore one to take. Um, yeah, so it was... Um, yeah, it, w- it was a great... Actually, a great scene. It was a great, it was a great scene. scene. It was a great scene. It was a good... It was a good death. I enjoyed you, the double knives. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. Obviously, for anyone listening, there's a knife up the front and a knife up, up the back. Um, and based on what we know know so far, um, that this killer is obviously wanting to create a requel, they um, they say it was an honour <laughs> when they kill him. But yeah. it was um, yeah, quite shocking, actually. Yeah, uh, it was. A, it was. A, I think it was a bold move but the right one to take out at least one of the legacy characters. yes yeah I, mu- I must admit i was um I-, I was expecting someone to go or at least more than one of them yeah. um yeah not saying that they don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so then we get um sydney does come back despite saying she wouldn't um so again we get sydney back and I missed that Gail had already arrived, because um, actually her and Dewey have quite a quite a good scene together. It's quite sweet knowing that they were a couple together in real life as well and separated. That that was quite a nice quite a nice scene. Um, but yeah, she comes back when the sheriff's murdered. Um, so she comes back with her news crew, and she's really mad at Dewey because she only she only gets a text off of him, whereas Sydney gets a phone call. Absolutely. Fair point. Like, what are you doing just texting me? Come on, man. Like, we have been through this for the past 25 years, and you think a text is all that it warrants. Well, by the way, Ghostface is back, lol. (laughs) Come on. I wish he'd put lol. (laughs) I was, um, I hate to say this really, but I was a bit, Courtney Cox, she looked a bit weird to me. Um, I don't know what it was about her. I think I don't know if she's like lost weight or whatever, but she was just looking a bit different. <laughs> yeah, a bit different. Yeah, I think she touched by an angel a little bit too much, maybe. So then, um, unfortunately, my memory started going. So they go to a party at Stu's house, uh, which was the site for the ending of the original movie. There's some fun moments at the party, and I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, that they later have where one of them goes to get beer, which is something that Tatum did in the original film. Um, and the two characters of um, Amber and Mindy have a, have a good exchange about... Um, I think it's... They both profess to be the killer, um, yeah. which is... They, they do that just right, and the music jo- drops just right in both cases, that, that yeah. you do sort of go, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Is, are they the killer? Is one of them the killer? Are they both the killer? Yeah, because it's it's a nice little exchange. It starts off almost lighthearted with a little bit of poking fun at the rules, like what are you doing going off on your own with a killer on the loose? And then because I'm the killer, no, I'm the killer. Yeah, it, it's that is a fun exchange. That's really good. I did. I, my only question is, how many kids are at that party? 
and Amber goes away and picks up what, like four beers. I mean, come on. I noticed that too. <laughs> I must admit that I noticed what that too. It's like, oh, go you, get more beers than that. There's two of you. If make, yeah, if you're going to make the trip at all. <laughs> yeah, I must admit I noticed that too. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say. I actually did think I was wondering at that point whether we were going to actually whether we were going to actually get two killers doing it separately. Oh, I never thought of that. That's a that's a good. I, I thought I thought maybe that that would be that would be a really interesting take to have more than one person have having had the same idea, um, but of course it didn't happen. So uh, Chad is lured by Liv's phone outside, and he gets attacked and again stabbed many many times, um, and we assume dead, um, and then. Mindy is attacked in what I would say is a tribute to Randy's scene. That is possibly the most meta of meta scenes within the Scream franchise. She's watching Stab. She's watching Stab reenacting a scene from Scream while she reenacts a scene from both Stab and Scream. Scream. Yeah, Scream. Yeah, that is wow. It's meta on top of its meta, but actually, you know. Um, the interesting thing about this is obviously she's saying turn around, turn around, and in fact Mindy does turn around. Yeah, I really like that because she actually listened to the rules. Um, so, but she is attacked and saved by Sam, I believe. Um, then there are every person left at the party is in the room. There are obviously accusations about who it is, and then Amber shoots Liv. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that does happen right there, doesn't it? That is. That's yeah, that's that. That's the sudden turn. Um, then Sydney and Gail show up at the party. Uh, Amber comes out feigning injury, but neither person believes it um, for some reason. That was a bit weird. I wasn't quite sure why they didn't believe it. It was fun that they didn't, and I guess it's because they've been through it so many times. But I think I think that's exactly it. I think they've seen everybody do it. They saw Stu do it in the first one. They've seen. I think Sydney's cousin does it in the fourth one. You know, they've they've seen everybody do it, and then all of a sudden, oh, they're the killer. And I, but I really like the fact that Amber was just and then just starts firing at them. She does. She starts firing at them and shoots Gail. Um, so here we see another legacy character go down, um, but is not dead. Um, um, and then Sydney goes in the house. She shouts around for people to come out, just whether they're the killer or not, which. I like that idea that she's going around and she's thinking, I'm going to shoot these doors regardless, so, you know, kill her or not. And then she does shoot Richie um, in the leg, I believe. Um, Who, if you didn't remember, is Sam's boyfriend. And then it is revealed that he is the second killer. And you're going to have to start helping me now because my brain started forgetting a lot of of what happened here. So we... Oof. So, uh, once it's revealed that Richie is the second killer, they have a little bit of a chase around the house. So Sam is on the loose. Richie has tied up Tara in a cupboard. Sam finds her, but doubts that she, or she thinks she might be in on it. So she, and then we cut away from there. And yeah, so there's there's the whole chase scene. Um, Sam escapes for a bit. I can't really remember how or where to, but 
Sydney gets stabbed. It, it, exactly like Scream. Yeah, it all ends up in the kitchen. The phone rings, and it turns out that it's. But before that, before that, we get we get because yep. um, I think a lot of the Scream thing is is not necessarily who it is, but why it is. Um, and this is course, uh, and yes. and this is of what course, we yes. this is what we get is that. Um, the dedicated fans are sick of bad sequels, so they're they're here to create a real life good movie um, for them to see. Um, yeah, which, yeah, which is okay. it's an interesting take on on fandom and toxic fandom, and um, you know what what people will do for the thing yeah. that they love. Um, you know, so it was it was interesting, but also it was sort of like over the top to the point where I was going, I don't know if I'm with this reason or not, but I guess that's what Scream's about. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I I like I love both Star Wars and Ghostbusters, both of which in recent memory have incre- have had incredibly toxic. Yeah, Star Wars and, especially, and and I. And I and I think you know, looking at that, it's like scarily. It's like that's kind. That could kind of. But they also say that what they're going to do is because that everybody seems to know by now that Sam is Billy's uh, daughter. That they're going to set Sam up as the villain, which is is interesting. Um, and then we get um, then the phone rings and it turns out that Tara is free and she hits Amber quite a lot of times with a cane. Um, and then it's a, that is a bit of a wrestling is, match. It is quite good. <laughs> hit, her with, hit her with the crutch. Like, yeah. um, and so then Sam fights with with her boyfriend, whose name I've forgotten all of, already. Uh, Richie, Richie, thank you. I've written it down as well. <laughs> <laughs> um. I thought Richie was great as a character. As I well. thought I, I really, really, I really enjoyed really him well. up and up until that point. I was like, oh, I really like this guy. Um, it took me forever to figure out who he was, though. Like, it, it was like, what do I know him from? And obviously, it's the boy. Oh, it's the boys. Oh, he's been in tons. Of stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> oh, he's he's in the boys. <laughs> yeah, it's like what are you what are you doing? You're not a bad guy. You're, you're like the nicest one in the boys. Um, and they are horrible <laughs> so then we um, so I would say that Gail and and Sydney take out Amber in the kitchen um, there's alcohol smashed into her face and then um, she gets set on fire in the, which again was quite it was funny and also kind of brutal yeah it was a, it was a really uh, intense moment of just like wow that that girl is on fire like not even a little bit she is wow she is a blaze and this is where we get our um billy um billy loomis shows up a little bit more to sam and he for some reason knows where there's a knife <laughs> and then she proper kills richie like psycho killer kills him yeah, yeah, not not no holding back from from Sam with that. Kid. Um, so yeah, um, that's sort of like the end of the film. We find out that Mindy and Chad are not dead. Yay! Which was good, and I'll happily see them again. Um, 
I think we definitely will see Mindy again because if we're going to do a sequel, they're going to need somebody to explain the rules of the of the of the re-sequel. Of the re-sequel. <laughs> but I think I get I, I get the feeling now that this might have been passed over now, and I think maybe we'll have seen the end of Niv, of Sydney and Gale, or at least I like I to think, think so. so. Um, what I did enjoy in the final moments is I really enjoyed Sam asking if she was going to be okay. (laughs) I thought it was, it was like that grounds it in reality at at that moment because it's like, um, well, yeah, you know, like this is an awful thing that's happened to me. Am I going to be okay? I mean, but the other part of that is it's like, no, you obviously need better antipsychotics. (laughs) Yeah, you need better antipsychotics, and you're going to be in therapy forever. So you need to figure out why you're seeing um, yeah, seeing your dead dad, and that was a weird bit right at the end where she looks and like it's like the police car's window, and Billy is behind her and kind of gives her a nod of like you did it, kid. It's like no, 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 he's not a hero. He's not the good guy here. He wasn't looking out for her. Like come on, he's not a guardian angel. Come on, guys. That was a that was a really weird bit. For the me. only thing that the only thing that I can that I can think that they're going to do is actually make Sam the villain later on. Yeah, that that wouldn't surprise me. Actually, that would work. Because um, earlier in the movie, she sees him again, and he and he really is just inciting her to kill everybody. Um, yeah, I did. I did like the idea that they were toying with the idea that that might be that that she might be the anti the anti serial killer almost um because i've always enjoyed in horror films when somebody when the heroes can get the upper hand or at least are, are as brutal <laughs> you know what i mean I, I i like that um yeah we've had some of yeah. that we've had some of that in fridays and nightmares and you know sometimes those are the ones that are good when when they actually give them a run for the money so um but again they sort of felt felt like they had that as a plot point but they didn't really know what to do with it and then we got that sort of like you say weird ending where where he's going you did good kid like no you shouldn't be seeing dead people or, or people you've never met in your entire life yeah that's not right yeah, and he was like seen perfect from when he was killed at the end of Scream. You didn't know that's what he looked like. Yeah, I mean, so, they obviously de they obviously so de because, because they they couldn't. I mean, that would have been really weird. <laughs> yeah, having a, having a an of age Ski Ulrich show up. Yeah, that would have been a bit bizarre. But I think I think the de aging worked well. Um, it looked pretty good. Wasn't too off putting. So. I think my my main problem is that Stu, throughout the whole movie, was done dirty. The whole thing was Billy was the the main antagon the main antagonist. He he was the mastermind. The only guy that was connected to Stu was a nephew, and he got killed. Um, and it just like everybody just kind of looked over Stu, and I was like, what what what? He was amazing. Like he is amazing in that first movie. And he was mm-hmm. just. Well, well, my favorite character in the first then, movie, but uh, by a long way. Like, oh no, Billy! Billy was the guy. It's like just because Sydney banged him doesn't make him the best guy. Yes, it would have been. It would have been better. I think would have been better if um, if um, if Sam had been um, his daughter. I, I actually think. 
I think that would have uh, that would have been that would have been better than than being and less obvious as well. Um, I was surprised we got that that reveal so early as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've done it. So ultimately, coming to the coming to the end of it, because I know we spoke about whether we liked it or not, and I think sometimes you do need to have a conversation. And talking to you, I actually think I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did enjoy it. I did. I think it definitely has its flaws, but like I said at the top, you look at the rest of the scream sequels, and none of them are without flaw. So why would this one be any different? Uh, it was no. I mean, as a, as as a scream sequel, it was great. Um, so I think we're gonna. Yeah. I haven't got a rating system yet, so I'll just say, yeah, go see it. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would agree. Go see it if you can. Go see it. That's my nonchalant opinion. Yeah, go see yeah. it. Uh, the only <laughs> the only other information that I've got from it is it cost twenty four million dollars to make, and so far it has made double that. Wow, twenty four million seems incredibly yeah. Cheap. Yeah, it was it was a low budget, but like I said to you, there wasn't a lot of cast. Yeah, no, not at all. And I guess the there wasn't too many sets, I suppose. No, no. So uh, yeah, they obviously made that for a low budget budget, and so far it's made forty eight million. In fact, I think I mean, so far it's the second highest grossing movie of twenty twenty two. But you know, we're not that far in. So <laughs> yeah. No, that's done well. Yeah, that's done really well. So we'll definitely get a sequel to that. Yeah, we think so. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit... I don't know how I feel about these sequels just taking the name of the first movie. Like Halloween. It's supposed to be a sequel, so why not call it something else? And Scream 5. Why not just call it Scream 5? Yeah. Instead of calling it just Scream again. Yeah. yeah. I'm not... I'm not. It's, you know, it's a very small grape but it's just a weird one like you said like you said earlier though with the sort of jump scares thing it's that that thing of them having to poke fun at um yeah 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 yeah. that's true oh actually i wanted there was a couple of things that i wanted to know it note um that i saw elm street there which was nice um as a little nod to uh, wes craven i enjoyed the last jedi jibe uh, I don't know if you picked picked yep, that yep. one up, um, yep. where when they first meet the friends and the reveal about their requel, one of them's talking about a sequel made by the guy who made Knives Out. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, that's because you've got no taste. I enjoyed yep. I enjoyed that that Last Jedi. I mean, I was sat next to my sister and she did not get that joke. I, I chuckled. <laughs> um, later on in the thing they are watching the horror episode of Dawson's Creek which um, I think that was I think that was a sort of thing where Kevin Williamson decided he could he could write a scary movie because that's really good episode of Dawson's Creek Um, I will need to check it out I was a bit of a Dawson's Creek fan in the day before I became tough and enjoyed horror films you know what I mean (laughs) Um, (laughs) so yeah so yeah, we're recommending there that. A, there was a character towards the end. I can't remember who it was, but they get mentioned by surname, and their surnames. Yes, Craven. right. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, so we, yeah. So we we got a we got a Wes and a Craven in the movie, which is which is nice because you know. Yes, it was good. Um. Oh, I think there was something about that Dawson's about that Dawson's Creek episode. I I, I saw something really vague later about it, but the Dawson's Creek episode that they're watching has got um. 
the person who was the killer in Scream 3 is in that episode. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's, that's tenuous link. Um, I suppose it's not tenuous. <laughs> Oh, oh, yes. oh yes, film, movie, yeah. movie, movie set. Yep. And of course, the, the you could suggest then that, that he was in fact an actor and then became a director. Oh. <laughs> That's where it all began. That's where he started this meta nonsense. We've got meta on our meta. Right, so I asked you a couple of specific questions to answer that we're just going to sandwich the podcast off with. So if you can... Remember a non-horror movie scary moment uh, in movies, obviously. <laughs> it's it's not particularly scary, but it's just how good the actor is um, in Spider-Man: Homecoming, when when uh, Michael Keaton, uh, Vulture, has Peter stay in the car at the end, and he's just he's so sinister. It's just like because the Vulture in the comics is this old guy dressed as a bird. But now he's a guy sat in a car with a pistol, and he's just like, "I'm going to shoot you in the face." It's like, "This is horrible." That boy is a teenager. It's like, yeah, that's pretty sinister. I like that. Yeah, you're right. It really works. That's a that is a scary moment. And if you could change any movie to a horror, what would it be? Dirty Dancing. Just to kill them all. No, hear me out. Right. Starts fine, starts normal. Start the whole movie runs for a bit, right? And the girl uh, goes off for her backstreet abortion, and she can't dance with Johnny Castle. So baby steps in, and Johnny Castle's like, "You come to my my bunk. We're gonna work on the dancing, all the rest of it." So she goes. He's like, "Oh, come in, come in. It's all nice." Oh no, no, my friend. He's got tons of women already chained up in there. He's a psycho. He's kidnapping women and he's keeping them in a horrible dungeon. Imagine that. You'd never go to Butlins again. I really thought you were going somewhere else. I thought you were going to say that the the back alley abortion lady was going to get so jealous that she was going to start killing people. I really thought you were going that way. But no, no, we were tying people up. No, that's fine. That's fine. No, it's your horror movie. Yeah, excellent. Well, I think... We have successfully achieved some kind of podcast. Um, I would agree. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Um, That was Scream 5 that we talked about. We also talked to Gordon about his um, favourite horror movies um, and his history regarding horror, um, which was really interesting. So thank you very much for that. And so this is the first episode ever, so... um, I am quite happy to receive um, some constructs. (laughs) Obviously not. I'm quite happy to receive some constructive criticism, and you can email the pod with any questions or anything that you want to say at creativepsychopathspod at gmail.com. And apart from that, I shall say thank you very much again, and I will catch you next time. Bye.